who the fuck is Samantha? <laughs> Welcome back to Petty Crimes, the only true crime comedy podcast that exclusively investigates non-crimes. My name is Griff. <laughs> hey, I'm Kira. What's going on? What's new, Griff? Not a whole lot, girl. Just uh, dealing with some allergies seasonally, but I'm happy for it because it's fucking fall and I love it. Mm-hmm. And went on a date the other day, which was nice. Ooh, a from Grinder or a from real life? It was from real life. It was kind of like a rekindered meeting. Just like trying to get, honestly, like I'm just trying to go on dates so that I can be better about going on dates. So when I meet my like, my person, I'm not like a baby when it comes to dating. So I'm, I'm just trying to put the reps in, if that makes sense. So I'm kind of saying yes to a lot of uh, offers. Oh, wow. So if you're list- one of Griff's suitors and you're listening, just know he's just getting his reps in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, I, I don't know. I'm just trying my best here. <laughs> hey, and not for nothing, something could very much come from this. Yes, something could. I mean, that's how it goes, right? It's like, mm-hmm. I'm just trying to be like a little less cautious. I talked about that on last episode and just um, trying to fall in love. And I got to fall to fall in love. <laughs> Tis the season, baby. <laughs> Tis the season. Kira, what's new with you? And don't you dare say nothing. I'm pregnant. <laughs> I said, don't say nothing. <laughs> Um, no, I'm good. I'm, I'm not pregnant. I, I'm living, I'm laughing, I'm loving. I'm trying to figure out what the next month of my like life looks like. Cause I yeah. kind of like during the strike, you know, it was like, oh, book these live shows, take these gigs, be on the road, mm-hmm. travel. And so now for once I like had the bandwidth to actually like book travel in advance. So now I have all these like trips Ugh. set up and I'm sort of like, oh, oh. Sorry, not not sure whether or not I'm going. So I'm just going to, yeah. I just have to go with the flow. Yeah, totally. I, like If work kicks back up, we, our team here would be like, get after it, go back to work. Please go back to work. Um, well, I know <laughs> I, I would love to see you in LA if, if uh, that works out. We would need to do a couple's costume. Um, Griff, before we start today's episode. Oh yeah, potato and babadook. Um, <laughs> yeah, before- <laughs> make total sense. Um, but before today's episode, not to spoil the good vibes, but I would like to confront you on the air about something. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. Be careful, Kira. <laughs> you know which one of us when, is more sensitive. <laughs> it's me. Hi. It's me too. Um, <laughs> when I call you and it goes straight to voicemail, what is happening? What setting oh, do you have me on? So there are two... Uh, Two explanations for that. The first could either be that I'm on do not disturb because I'm driving, you know, I'm sleeping. Like today's, for instance, I was driving. And then when I was at a stoplight, I was like, oh, Kira called. The other explanation is that I'm just not picking up your calls because I don't want to talk to you. Well, today it did say do not disturb. So I'm, I will live to see another day. Okay, perfect. And not for nothing, to borrow your phrase, you know that I prefer a text before a call. And you know that I prefer a call before a text. <laughs> totally. So, I called you and instead of calling me back, Griff texts and goes, what's up? I'm like, what, what's up? What's up is I'm trying to call you. 
<laughs> but I know I mean, it's just funny that across a year and a half, it's like, yeah, if you continue to like, you know, not meet me halfway, <laughs> I'm going to continue to just do what I do. <laughs> You're allowed to call your friends. <laughs> I know totally. I just prefer a text beforehand so I can be like, yeah, I can talk. What if I'm like in the middle of a person? I knew what you were doing, though. I knew that you were driving to record. We're going to have to edit this all out. I knew you were driving. So I specifically called you and didn't text you. Yes, totally. And then you replied with a text, even though I knew you were driving. You go, what's up? I'm like, I called you because you're driving. Yes, but that was my phone was on silent in that case. Generally, when I'm driving a new call without the text, I do pick up because it's Mm -hmm. like I am driving. So that was just that was an example of uh, reason number one. You know, we're mm-hmm. just trying to work on reasons number two. <laughs> <laughs> and editors, you are leaving this in, please. <laughs> All right, I'm presenting today's case, and I'm going to give you the theme that it is high school student council. Awesome. Did you ever watch that Ryan Murphy show that was like Ben Platt at like a very prestigious California school and student council was like their life? The politician. No. Is it okay. good? It is good. It's worth watching. It's amazing camp. It's very good Ryan Murphy showing. Um, And if our Mm. listeners have seen it, they'll know what I'm talking about and it'll prep you for this crime. So are you ready? I am. Cool. This crime was submitted by someone who is calling themselves Cain, as a la Abel and Cain, or Cain and Abel. (laughs) This occurred in high school around 10 years ago for them. Those involved, the players are Cain. Astrid, and Samantha. Okay. They begin. Greetings, Kiara and Griff. (laughs) Have you ever watched House of Cards, Game of Thrones? Well, throw them out the window because this real-life political drama will make them pale in comparison. Oh my god. Buckle up. It's a bit of a long one. It's not too long. But oh so petty. Kane. Astrid and what was the last one? Samantha. Thank you. And this is, I think, you know, respect to everyone who does email in in general. This is one of the best written stories that I've seen thus far. And that's saying something. That's saying something. So we'll see if the crime holds up. You'll be the judge of that girl. Let's get into it. All names of people and places have been changed to protect anonymity. I have also included some graphics for your viewing pleasure. And when I send you these, you'll understand. It's like this person is student counsel. Cue the flashback sequence to 10 years prior, they write. Mm. Welcome to Virtus Certamen Academy, which we'll call VCA, a small private school where the middle school and high schools were both hosted on one campus, the perfect environment for an adolescent political drama to unfold. Mm -hmm. I, Kane, was our academy's entrenched career politician. I'd been serving on our student council since eighth grade and was what you could describe as, quote, unabashedly power hungry. (laughs) 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 In parentheses, I have thankfully mellowed out over time. Sure you have. Kira, what extracurriculars were you involved in high school? Just give me the list quickly. Uh, Cross country, track, Swim team, orchestra, school Uh-oh. plays. Uh, I was a Burton D. Morgan scholar, and I was on the student affairs committee. 
Okay. Student Affairs, was that like student council? Actually, it was called SAC, Student <laughs> Affairs Committee. And when you got sacked, it meant that you had to report before the Student Affairs Committee and they would decide whether <gasps> how to penalize you. The, the impetus of our show. I had never made the correlation, but probably yes. <laughs> wow. I'm so glad I asked. You had a petty crimes court in high school. I did. And I, at the time, I thought it was judicious. I now think it was too much pressure to put on a peer-to-peer level. Yeah. A lateral student. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's I mean, interesting. There were, there were teachers and stuff on it, but like, it would be like, okay, this student is crying and telling their story and we're deciding whether or not to expel them for marijuana. Like, wow. that's too much. That's a lot. Um, but you went to kind of like an academy-esque school, right? You went to like a boarding school, very structured. Okay, cool. So you, 100%. you, you get it more than I thought I would. All right. They continue. Oh, by the way, I was uh, soccer, basketball, track. I was student council, which didn't mean much at my tiny school. You've seen my school now and how small it was. Mm-hmm. Um, and then band, chorus. That's it. Oh, and mock trial. <clears throat> And to be fair, you would have been a star at any school you went to. I think about that a lot, Kira. Thank you for saying that. Like I, you know, the competition level at my school was what it was. Um, (laughs) So I always wonder if like I had to choose fewer things to do at a bigger school, what would I have fallen into? Like Troy Bolton, would I have chosen sports Mm -hmm. over music or music over sports? Could I have done both? I don't know. I think class president. I was that. All right, they continue. There was only one who had tenure surpassing mine. Her name was Astrid, my classmate and consistent ally. She served as our class's representative in seventh grade, a year before I was elected when I was in eighth grade. Mm -hmm. For context, it's important to note that our student council seats were all competitive, peer elected positions as well. Got you. Each grade, seven through 12th, had two representatives elected by their fellow classmates. Then there was the coveted executive council seats, which included president, vice president, and secretary, reserved only for upperclassmen, (laughs) upperclass Mm -hmm. people, as you've learned. These, you know, executive council members were elected at large by the entire student body. So with these details in mind, let's return to the yearbooks. Any questions? Okay, got it. So no, I, I just, my understanding is two student representatives from each class. 7th, 8th, 9th, 10th, 11th, 12th grade, and then a student body president, a student body VP, and a student body secretary. Correct. And the reps are all peer elected based on your, so your class will choose their own reps. From your class. Yeah. And then VP, a president, and a a secretary are all elected by the whole student body. Incredible. Yeah. Um, (laughs) It's intense. It's intense already. (laughs) I know. I'm like, okay, let's let's see how how all of these like legislative positions. I'm like, what's the crime? Yeah, yeah. You'll see. Astrid and I worked well together. We were friends and had been in the same class since elementary school. For two years, we campaigned together as representatives, staved off election challengers, and served our constituents as a team. Boom. Our first political conflict arose the spring of freshman year when we were both eligible and determined to rise to the next rung on the political ladder, which was student body secretary. So there's only one position and there's two of them. Mm -hmm. 
So they were both eager for it. However, I brokered a compromise by working with our student council advisor to create a new position on the executive council, which was called the student body treasurer. So again, we, (laughs) we ran in tandem. Astrid successfully ran for secretary, and I was elected to our academy's first student body treasurer. Okay. Okay, wait, quick break. Criminal or minimal cura. Kane creating this treasurer position to satisfy their lust for power and to stay evenly ranked with Astrid. Criminal or minimal? <laughs> Iconic. Yep. And criminal. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You think they should have just worked it out? I think that winning and losing is a part of life <laughs> and it's good to get used to it. Yeah. But I will say I was surprised that there wasn't a treasurer to begin with. Mm. So if Kane was able to make a good case that the school really needed a treasurer and that this would be meaningful going forward, that's kind of an incredible legacy. That I agree with all of those points. Um, Because, yeah, it's even in my small school, and I don't know what treasury we were balancing, but like we had (laughs) we had all four of those what they would call executive positions. So. Uh, well said glad i asked they continue <laughs> this is so bananas we used our increased clout to push our mutual agendas in the executive council sometimes oh sometimes to the annoyance of the lame duck president <laughs> so naturally when the time came to launch our campaign for president and vp in parentheses a plan that we'd had in the works for years i proposed a balanced approach one of us can be president for one year and the other can be president for the next year. That way, we both get the title at one point. Hmm. Yeah, I get it. College apps. Yeah, exactly. So like one will be president junior, the other VP, and then they'll flip-flop the next year. It's kind of like what we do with presenting cases each episode. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, these two really seem to own their school, that they're confident like, well, we'll of course be elected back to back and you'll take the mantle one year and I'll take it the next. Like, what the <laughs> hell? Exactly. And just to clarify something I just said with our flip-flopping, on this episode, I'm president and you're vice president. I like to think that I'm always your vice president. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> um, you're sometimes the treasurer. <laughs> I do have big treasurer vibes. Yeah. Um, they continue. What I was not prepared for was her response to this proposition. Oh, actually, Samantha already asked me to run as her VP, and I said yes. (gasps) Who the fuck is Samantha? (laughs) I was taken aback. Uh, Oh, I finally managed. I I thought we were running together like we always planned on. Yeah, but Samantha's going to be a senior, Astrid pointed out. So it's her last chance to run. You should just rerun for treasurer. We can run together next year. Samantha, to the who the fuck is Samantha question. Samantha was a senior to be who was eligible to run for president under the technicality that she had served on the council a few years prior, though she was not currently in office. Hmm. She was more than a worthy opponent, they write. Willing to play rough on the campaign trail. <laughs> Plus, her family was an important donor to the school, which would give oh, her God. which would give her an unspoken advantage. That's tea though, Kira, because we went to school and in our year there was a girl whose family donated a crazy amount of money, and the building that I was currently living in that year was renamed her last name. 
At, at BC. At BC. Sorry, yes. We went to Boston College. At BC. Like mid-year while living in this building, it, it yeah. got a new name because this rich girl's parents donated money. So, Yeah. I'm not going to deny that that does probably give some tacit advantage to Samantha. Yeah. So Samantha's got a big dick. <laughs> Quite, or her daddy does. Or, or her, her daddy mommy. does. Ooh. Or her mommy. Yeah, exactly. Quite frankly, I was blindsided by Samantha's strategy to split Astrid and my alliance. I was even more taken aback by my longtime running mate's willingness to go along with her. Mm-hmm. Being a year older than me, Samantha and I weren't exactly in the same circles, but we both liked to be in charge and, until this moment, had stayed out of each other's spheres of influence. <laughs> Let's remind ourselves that this is high school, by the way. Griff, I feel like this email is written by your soulmate. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Oh my God. And this actually, Kane, I think, is a, is a, a man. I think. Just saying. I'm just, I'm getting vibes. And if you're I'm not, honestly, like we're soulmates anyways, that we can be very much Claire and Frank Underwood. And you know, <laughs> in this, per, this protagonist is exactly what I mean. Can't say I wasn't impressed with this political stab, but the knife in my back was deep and it hurt. So I recruited a new running mate, a political outsider and my friend, Taylor. Had to. I wasn't going to just sit around and wait for whenever Astrid was ready to be my ally again. I had to stay relevant. And yeah, maybe I wanted some revenge too. All right. Now who the fuck is Taylor? <laughs> Taylor's nobody. Oh. Taylor's merely a pawn in Kane's game, clearly. Oh, shit. Okay. But, I was like, who's this little hot shot? Yeah. Right. Um, there were silver linings to being separated from Astrid, I will admit. Taylor had some social connections that I had previously had no access to. Plus, unlike with Astrid, I wouldn't have to agree to switch titles with Taylor the next year. If I won this, I could run for re-election and be the first president in the Academy to serve two back-to-back -back terms. Ooh. With this newfound motivation, we campaigned valiantly, Taylor and I. And we lost. Mm. It was humiliating. I was off the executive council. My first political setback carried out by my once closest ally. My Napoleonic dreams of glory dashed. I clawed my way back onto the council in the representative elections that fall. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't easy. <laughs> I was on my own, now facing two new challengers. I cashed in all my remaining social capital and even guilt-tripped Astrid into publicly endorsing my campaign. It was the least she could do after putting me in this position in the first place, I reasoned. Wow. Although not for nothing, <laughs> Astrid advised him to run for treasurer again. And had he followed her advice, he probably would be in that position. Oh, interesting. Kira, whenever you say not for nothing, it is followed by like nuggets of pure piping hot tea. It's my favorite. Sometimes. It's, yeah. No, most of the time. It's my, fa it's like maybe second to it. Will, it'll never show on a trotting horse just because that's so, <laughs> that's so ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair. So if Kane would have focused on the treasurer, like Astrid had mentioned, and not, oh yeah, because he challenged, he mm -hmm. challenged their run. I didn't think of that when I was when I was transposing this. Yeah, he challenged a senior and Astrid, who seems to be hot shit, with t Taylor the rando, and she was like, <laughs> you, "You, you might want to run for treasurer again, and then next year we'll be president and VP together." And he was, as he said unabashedly power hungry 
and went for the gold. So true. Wow. Okay. All right. We're rounding home with that little tidbit. But my mind was already on the on the next executive council election. Mm-hmm. And, and so was Astrid's. Her newfound coalition, built from her partnership with Samantha, were all graduating seniors. So she could no longer count on them to campaign with her or even vote for her. So she approached me with an armistice shortly after the fall election, saying, I think we should run as co-presidents in the spring. I'm sure if we both ask, they'd allow it. Oh, more positions that don't exist. <laughs> yeah, this is, yeah, these are power-hungry kids that are <laughs> objectively privileged, just creating positions for themselves. 100%. And, and so far, the school's like, okay. <laughs> and do we kind of live for it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we kind Big of time. live for it. Yeah. I mean, we created this show to be because we're power hungry. <laughs> <laughs> we're petty hungry. We're petty hungry. So what do you what do you think Kane responds to that offer? If I know my boy, <laughs> Kane said, no, I want to be president straight up. He continues. No, I quickly said. Waving off the ridiculous notion, I'm not going to abandon my running mate. Taylor and I are planning on running again. And I walked away. Wow. Perhaps a bit harsh, a bit pointed in my phrasing, but I was direct. Our alliance was over. Eager to maintain my apparent advantage, (laughs) I quickly announced Taylor and my candidacies to ward off any potential challengers from the open seat. And I also handpicked a candidate for secretary. Oh, didn't didn't quite know that was part of it. Okay. No, these people are making their own rules, Kira. <laughs> but this makes sense. They continue. We became not just a president and a VP ticket, but a slate. No, a party that noticeably did not caucus with Astrid. The message was clear. Running with Astrid meant running against Kane. <laughs> he says his own name. And his well-positioned allies. And we meant serious business. All right, let's see if Kane is able to pull it off. (laughs) I called the junior's bluff and his presidential campaign ended before it even began. He can run for treasurer now and president when I'm gone next year, I decided for him. Damn, maybe Samantha and I weren't so different, I was realizing. (laughs) (laughs) Unable or unwilling to find a new running mate, Astrid did not run for president. She did not run for re-election as vice president. Again, because Kane has the full ticket. Uh Uh-huh. Astrid took a descending step and ran for treasurer. And I forbid my slate from campaigning with her or even endorsing her. (gasps) What? No. (laughs) They didn't even have a treasurer on their ticket. She could have been treasurer. She endorsed him when he was running for his lowly, like, student rep seat. After she abandoned him. Okay, okay. We're rounding. We're rounding home. Thus was Astrid. Challenged by lower classmen, estranged by the Kane party, but, ultima- <laughs> but ultimately undefeated. I won. I still had to serve with Astrid in the, no, my executive council. But I had won. Kira's face, y'all, if you could see it. And we buried the hatchet, mostly. I never received an apology, and I never apologized. I didn't allocate Treasurer Astrid much to do on the council, and our weekly meetings were conveniently held when she had a fortnightly scheduling conflict. (gasps) (laughs) She 
She was merely adrift in that lifeboat of a position that I had personally created to avoid conflict in the first place. An unforeseen twist of irony. Wow. So he admitted it. He oh. just made that position up so that. Wow. Okay. Uh-huh. Wow. The war was that's over. Actually a, that's a little bit damning. Okay. Making notes. <laughs> yeah, that's a little bit damning. The war was over. I got what I wanted. I was President Kane of Virtuous Certamen Academy. And I won't pretend it didn't feel great, but not as great as it could have felt if we had stayed allies and avoided becoming rivals, objectively. Wow. Et tout, Brute? Judges of Petty Crimes Court, this is my transcript of the events that unfolded those fateful years ago. Now, I know what you're thinking. This was like 10 years ago, and literally no one else even remembers who their student council president was, <laughs> let alone cares. But to me, to Astrid, and to others on this living chessboard labeled an academy, this was a big deal. And it was a small school, so all the drama was well-known and magnified. This is why, if it pleases the petty court, I believe my case deserves a ruling. While there is undoubtedly much pettiness, is there a crime? XOXO, former President Kane. Okay, Kira, quick brain dump. Just like, what are you feeling? <laughs> Incredibly well written. So, so good. Obsessed with the theatrics. And really fun to know that all of this is about like basically a club where they're like, should the fall dance be hay bale themed or should it be basketball themed? <laughs> I hear that. But to your story of the council that you sat on, you were deciding the fate of marijuana caught students sometimes so like some school yeah but this that's that's true but i feel like this is more of like a typical student council where they're like (laughs) planning events and things you you took away from the story that this is a typical student council (laughs) (laughs) that's what your takeaway is you know what good point that's so true for all we know they have a lot of power i feel like i I would assume i should have followed up i didn't have time to be honest but um no it it does seem like you know and you know people are so obsessed with like and honestly colleges mark that as like as something to look for when bringing in like harvard or princeton incoming students right it's like genuine leadership experiences i measured this at bcg too with new recruits like are indicative of your performance at an institution, or can be at least. Mm. Okay. Any other final thoughts? Huh? Huh? Kane is out of his fucking mind. I'm obsessed. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Shall we tick into the verdict questions? Because believe it or not, Mr. Class President wrote a few to tick through. (laughs) I'm ready. My judgment will be swift. Okay. We will be swift with these. Starting with Astrid. (laughs) Well, these are amazing. They're bullet pointed. This is my soulmate, Kira. Who is this person? You got to find him. Oh my gosh. Is Astrid a criminal for ditching me as a running mate to run with Samantha for VP? No. (laughs) All is fair in politics? She read the room. She was like an all-female ticket with a rising senior. My odds are better. I, there's a hotter horse in town and I'm going to hop on. I love that. Should she have, this is part of his... Last question with Astrid. Should she have let me know that she was running with Samantha before I propositioned her to run together? Yes. Given their history. Okay, yes. Given their history. Perfect. Is Samantha a criminal for tempting Astrid to break our multi-year alliance 
believing it was her best shot to win the presidency? No. She's okay. she's not she's not in your alliance. <laughs> I need to see you on Survivor, Kira. <laughs> okay, then for and keep in mind Kane did this, and I think they bring this up too. Is Samantha, final question for her, guilty for using Astrid, knowing that Astrid would be basically island in the next year because she was on a senior's ticket? No. And I also never quite saw it that way because even though they undoubtedly got a large percentage of senior votes since Samantha was a senior, it still was a full student body election, including Mm. seventh and eighth graders. So more than just seniors voted for that ticket. Totally. But seniors and juniors, especially seniors, they have such like, you know, clout and kind of like hey, eighth graders, you can sit with us at lunch if you vote for Samantha and me. No doubt. No, I get that. It's, you know, I mean, (laughs) that's what democracy is. It's all fair until it's not. Mm -hmm. All right. And now ticking to Kane, our protagonist and um, my future husband, it seems. (laughs) (laughs) Am I, Kane, a criminal for choosing to run against Samantha and Astrid anyway? Oh, I love this. Instead of just running for re-election as treasurer. Like Astrid suggested. Exactly, yeah. Um, no. no. All's fair at Victoria's Circumcision <laughs> yes. Ass Academy or whatever. This <laughs> yeah, is. you nailed it. That's exactly what I said. <laughs> no, it, that's that's his prerogative. She she busted up the alliance and he's like, all right, bet. But bet. he did okay. lose. But He did lose. Yeah. Okay, is Kane guilty for guilting Astrid into endorsing him when he ran for the lowly representative <laughs> election? No, I feel that that's the least that she could have done. But Mm -mm. I also think that he should have remembered that day in the future. Oh, perfect segue. Is Kane then guilty for rejecting her olive branch, running again and purposefully recruiting people to oppose her? Yes, he is. Really? I believe so. And here's why. Okay. Once (laughs) you are doing really well, it is easy And it behooves you to bring people up, spread the wealth, be kind, Mm -hmm. whatever. Like he's running for president and VP and he's not going to put her on his ticket as treasurer. Like you guys have history. Like, and then furthermore, and probably this is your next question, scheduling the student council meetings at a conflicting time. You're nasty for that, Kane. You're the president, <laughs> and she's she's the treasurer. Like, come on, let her, let her come and count the twelve bucks. Like, she needs to know when the meeting is. <laughs> count twelve bucks. Yeah, Circumcision Academy is only dealing with twelve bucks here. <laughs> no, that was very much Kira. You're on it. That was his last question for him. One final question, just general from him: Are we both criminals for never apologizing to each other? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they are. I had kind of a like, you know, if I was, well, technically I was VP and with the president within my class, we had a little bit of a falling out. (laughs) This is, I promise I did not write this in. Um, (laughs) But yeah, we never apologized. We recently, literally a few months ago, reconnected via Facebook. But we definitely had a like, uh, kind of like a, big dick off (laughs) story for another and then final final is this all just petty politics as usual you know 
in situations like this, when you are in the throes of it, it couldn't be more important. It is life or death. And I felt that palpably. Yeah. I mean, oh man, props to the writing, right? Because like when I was reading this late last night, I was like, oh my goodness, I am like, I'm here, I'm living it. So no, I get it. It's, mm-hmm. It not only was this so well written and hopefully it landed well in our listeners' ears, it's also like in high school, especially at places like this that put so much pressure on students to do mm-hmm. something and like, you know, be involved and it is life. Like what else do you have to measure it with? You haven't gone to college, you haven't left your hometown. Right. This is boarding, like, you know, so I hear that. Cool. Did yeah. you enjoy this story, Kira? I loved it very much. And I have one last thing I'd like to say. Oh. Creating a treasury position when it doesn't exist, <gasps> just so you don't have to, one of you doesn't have to lose, is you're guilty. <laughs> and trying to create a co-presidency so that one of you doesn't have to be VP and president, you're guilty again. And and the school administrators are doubly guilty for <laughs> allowing that because they are enabling you and babying you. Well, yeah, because like if you like say this person is like, I want to be president of the United States one day. There aren't co-presidents of the U.S. So you Mm-mm. should get used to. You're right. They should get used to compromising. Not only with this, it's helpful in other aspects of life. Let me tell you, you all know who my co-host is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That was was a good one. I was activated today. (laughs) Yeah, you were. (laughs) Oh my God, Kira, you should see the photos that they included. Is it like literally of the people? No, it's like expertly PowerPoint made like ballots and flow chart. (laughs) Yeah, it's like perfect for the Instagram. Beyond. Okay. Ready for a little criminal or minimal? I am. I'm feeling very criminal. Politically criminal, in fact. (laughs) Keeping your dog's baby teeth when they fall out for the memories. (laughs) (laughs) All of them? I think... I think criminal. Mm. Criminal. (laughs) Okay. Um, Picking your nose in private. Criminal or minimal? With your Uh, finger. If you have like a serious bat in the attic. God, that's disgusting. (laughs) I hate that. (laughs) Minimal. Okay, moving on. I I chose that one. My fault. (laughs) Walking into a revolving door section right behind a stranger. (laughs) Criminal or minimal. That's so funny. We all think about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it depends on how big the section is, but if, so if it's like, you know, big city kind of like a uh, semi-circle, obviously it's fine. But yeah, I feel like if it's what I'm picturing, what made me laugh, then just wait for the next little, you know, trivial pursuit wedge. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm not going to lie. I wrote this one because I got into a discussion about this with my friends the other day, criminal or minimal and kind of relevant to last week's crime. Keeping nude photos of your ex. Criminal. Oh, okay. It's a liability. Be right back. I got to delete some things. (laughs) (laughs) No, everyone knows I don't have an ex. (laughs) Or a current or a future. (laughs) Not with that attitude. I'm trying hard, okay? (laughs) Not even. Yeah, it's a liability. Okay. Okay, yeah. 
Mm. Yeah. I mean, some people have different thoughts about that. I tend to agree. Like it's, I think not only just helpful for yourself to move on, that's what I would imagine, but it's, you know, it, it could be sticky, especially if you're, yeah. I mean, like we're, I'm building a hopefully public persona and I'm also at the point where I'm just like, people are going to see certain things when, uh, when I become relevant. I just think there is to me an unspoken, what would you call it? Agreement mm-hmm. that like these were sent during this time and they should be gone when this time is over. Yeah. And if you're holding on to photos of an ex, are you ready yeah. to be with somebody new? I would say no. Yeah. I yeah. I feel that. Okay. Glad I asked. Um, only buying fancy bars of soap for decoration and chastising your friends when they use them. Criminal <laughs> or minimal? Minimal. Like, hmm. well, yeah. I mean, if, unless they're like placed in the shower decoratively, I would say criminal for, for them using it. But like, you know, it's pretty obvious when things are decor and when things are not. So if I had a bar of soap right next to my sink, you Which would I know, know you not would to never. use it. <laughs> <laughs> you would know that it was decoration? Um, like, well, if there were two, oh, I don't know, Kira, I guess, well, I guess my response is like, it depends if it's like noticeably for decor. If it's like next to your sink, I'll probably use it and there's no other option. But if there's like a pump and then like off to the counter, it's like on a little stand, I would Mm. A, question your taste and then B, I'd probably not use the soap. Okay. Well, I think we've gotten to it. It's, it's like you said, it's minimal. But you might be tacky. <laughs> yeah. You might be your grandma. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, I criminal metal. This would be a quick one. Putting an AirPod in someone else's ear. Oh, criminal. <laughs> we had to do that on the two girls. One ghost collab. And my AirPods have never smelled the same. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Bringing your newborn baby into the office. <laughs> um, in what context? <laughs> That's all it says. Um, minimal, but I love the subtext that this was submitted by an absolute baby hater. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, totally. That's the subtext. That's why I'm giggling. Because you know they're at the office, someone did that, and they're like, oh, petty crimes. <laughs> Like somebody was like, oh, I love my coworkers. I'm on my like maternity leave. I'm going to bring my baby in to meet everybody. And this person's like, God, this yeah, sucks. Totally. It is the one. It's like the outlier in the office who's not friends with the like new parent. But for literally like nine out of 10 people, it's like, oh, that's so joyous. Are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> but hey, we love a bad attitude around here. We love a bad baby. <laughs> Wait, give me one more to close things off. Sure. Griffy hungry. Taking home cookies that you brought to a party because nobody even opened them. And you really like those cookies. <laughs> been there. <laughs> I so truly have been there. God, I brought something to a party the other day. I'm usually like, I'm usually pretty hit with things that I bring. I went to a party last night. I brought like two packs of Capri Suns and people thought that was so fun. But I have definitely. It is. It is. <laughs> recently I brought some kind of baked goods and no one touched it. And I've never felt more like embarrassed. Um, minimal. I guess what are you, what's the other end? You're supposed to leave them there for the host. Yeah, I think so. Nah, I feel like if the host didn't touch them, they're like 
thankful you took them away. Yeah, yeah. true. All right. Well, Kira, that's all I've got for you. Thank you very much. This crime was awesome. I agree. Thank you to our petty criminals. And just a quick reminder too, when you have this time, if you have the time or interest, rate and review. And that's all I'll say about that. Yay. Bye guys. Bye. I'm Talia Lickstein. And I'm Jake Cornell. And we're the hosts of a new podcast in the Sick Bird family. Basic Training. Navigating social situations is hard. Not for us, but apparently for everyone else. So we're here to help. Every week, people will call in and tell us about their fights, awkward situations, dating disasters, and ask what we would do to help solve their problems. The best part is we don't always agree. Check out Basic Training wherever you get your podcasts.